following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And well, 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 here we are. It's a victory Monday inside the SWBC Mortgage Studios there at the Star in Frisco, where Mickey Spagnola resides. Also inside the Everson Walls SWBC Mortgage Studio at the Walls Manor and right here as well. Bill Jones with you on a Victory Monday, and oh my, how good does it feel. You know, uh, how about we kick off this show with our picks from Friday. Who picked the Cowboys to win that game on Sunday? Everson, who did you pick? As always, I have faith. I am not like you guys. I have ultimate, unconditional faith that the Cowboys will win, and they did. And they did. And what did you pick them by? Oh, I picked them, let me see, right here. I said 23-17, and I said Robinson would get a pick. Okay. That was you didn't it. say that was which Robinson, but uh, Robinson yeah, well, would get a pick. you know, the one that's playing. <laughs> <laughs> not, the, not the one that they, the from Tulsa, the one that's actually playing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, Mickey, I don't remember, who, who did you pick to win this game? I uh, <laughs> stuck to my guns. I picked the Bengals, and I will pick the 49ers again next week. <laughs> That's right, because you are waiting for the Cowboys to put two wins in a row together, wins, and then you yes. will pick the Cowboys. You might pick the Cowboys again at that point. But see, and what was your score, Mickey? It was close, wasn't it? 23-20. Okay, a three-point game. Huh. You know, I picked the Cowboys to win this game. You remember what my score was? <laughs> I don't remember, but it's I, I would about, imagine it's about no, time no, no, no. you guys I got, would imagine got it right. <laughs> Hey, hey, Spags, I would imagine he was on point because this is the first time we have reviewed exactly. our picks to click and our score. This is the first time ever that we have done this. So go ahead, Mr. That's right. Jones. Any, yeah, any I picked the Cowboys. Go ahead, Mickey. No, go ahead, set it up. It's, it's like he, he, he picked a, a cute little thing to go back to the past, right? He didn't right. come up That's right. score. 1985. Yeah, he went back to 85. That's right. It was this was this was the revenge game not only for Andy Dalton going back to Cincinnati, but it was for all Cowboys fans who remember 1985 and that 50 to 24 loss to the Bengals. I picked the Cowboys to win by 26 points over the Bengals, and how much did they win by? 23. I'm not talking. Was it oh, 23? <laughs> so, who wins the pick this week? I don't know. Nobody. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. no. We're close. not doing this. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. <laughs> they have been, I can remember about 10 weeks ago, I was on point and it was never brought up. So, oh, no, Mr. Well, Jones. Here was your opportunity then. You brought, you just brought <laughs> it up. I don't even remember what it was. <laughs> <laughs> But Mickey, isn't it isn't it a good feeling on a victory Monday? I have to say, guys, I'm a little it's a little anticlimactic for me. I'm not gonna lie. You know, when you look at 
who we beat. You know, <laughs> I called it a I called it a pillow fight. That's what I saw yesterday, a, a nice little pillow fight. And what and, and when I look at what's going on in the rest of the NFC East, I I feel like I'm, we almost took a lateral step only because the, re- the Washington football team looks amazing. They swept us, so they're in first place all by themselves. Uh, I saw Philadelphia. Now, see, if you want to brag about a pick to click, then you could talk about my uh, prediction on, on what Hurst was going to do against the Saints. I told you that That's he was right. going to make a difference for that Philadelphia team, and we yeah. were going back and forth about he versus Lamar versus Kyler. So I, I just had a feeling he was going to make a difference in that game, and I think he will for the rest of the season. That gives me pause, and so does the fact that the Redskins have a tiebreaker on us as well. That kind of gives me pause as well, seeing how well they played yesterday. I, I just really think that should be us. That should be us who should be in, in the front of this whole train instead of back in the caboose. And by the way, along those lines, and Mickey, just just a second, along those lines, you mentioned Washington. Washington has now won three. They've won four straight games overall, but they have won three straight games since the fake punt on Thanksgiving Day. (laughs) The Cowboys were only trailing 20-16 to in that game when they ran the fake punt. And they, Washington went on to win that game. Then they beat the unbeaten Steelers the next week. And uh, now this time they, they go Which to... Which is something we could have done as well. So it, it always lets me know we are who we are and where we are because of who we are. That's right. And so the Cowboys exposed the Steelers about a month ago, and now people are taking advantage of that. Yeah. All right, Mickey. I got, I got reminded of that, uh, that, that fake punt last night watching the news, by the way. <laughs> Bill couldn't wait to mention Who's news? Oh, Who, whose newscast was that? Bill couldn't wait to mention it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the wind would have seemed a lot better if the Saints had done what they were supposed to do uh, and, and, and if they would have got some help from uh, the 49ers. Uh, and look, I get yep. it. Washington, you know, all right, it was great, but – they had two defensive returns for touchdowns. They scored what, twenty-three points. Mm-hmm. So they they basically yep. they basically scored uh, if my if my math is good without the fourteen. <laughs> you know what you know what they're saying in Washington today yeah, about know, the Cowboys. I know. That's fine, <laughs> but their offense scored nine points. I, I get it. I get it. And they lost their quarterback, too. Not well, now, how long? Who knows? And, uh, yeah, so there you go. So um, I saw that so look, uh, during the had, game. I saw them rubbing his leg down. I thought he was just getting it rubbed down to go back in the game. And then the next thing I know, I see uh, Haskins mm-hmm. in there and, and doing decent work. Doing had, decent work. He could have come had, in there had, and blown that game else, against the number one defense. Had everybody else lost like the Giants did, then I would have said, oh, this is great, right? Because then they're only a game back with, with, with three to go. Uh, but even though yeah. they won. But, but hold on. What? All right. Should not be concerned about the Eagles, okay? Well, I'm because not if the Cowboys the, are going to win this, I'm not worried about. Yeah, the that's right. So the Eagle, the Washington is the issue. Yes. Washington is yes, the they issue. Are. Yes, I mean the Cowboys control their destiny as far as the Eagles are concerned. And the Giants, because 
If the Cowboys just and with the Giants too, because all they got to do is win out and they will take care of business against both those teams. Washington That's is true. the problem, and that yes, was what are. was so problematical about them without scoring an offensive touchdown, right, Mickey? They uh, win against San Francisco yesterday because you look at the at the Washington schedule the rest of the way, and uh, they've got so they've got three games. Who do they play this? Week? I got it written they got down here. Seattle. Um, they've got Seattle, Carolina, yeah, Seattle, and okay, and, Philly. and then Carolina. Yeah, and we can't count out yeah. Seattle to do anything. Right, and and so basically, what if it's going to be a head-to-head tie with? Washington, then Washington has got to lose, lose out, right? Yep. No, because it can't can't go two out of three. No, no, they can't because the only here's the only way: the Cowboys don't have the tiebreaker against Washington. So if you're in a head-to-head tie with Washington, Washington's got the tiebreaker. So the Cowboys have to win their final three. Washington has to lose their final three. Now here's the caveat on that: the Cowboys. I believe, I looked at it last night, if it's a three-way tie between the Giants, Washington, and Dallas, it would come down to the conference tiebreaker, and Dallas would have the advantage if this plays out. So what you have to have happen then is you have to have the Washington lose two out of their next three games against Seattle, Carolina, Philly, and you need – but here's, here's a problem. You need New York to beat Cleveland – and Baltimore, and then lose to the Cowboys in the last game. And so yeah, but I the chances of the Giants beating Cleveland and Baltimore, that's dicey right there. I think, I think though, you need to look at your tiebreaker uh, thing because I think common opponents comes before uh, ah. uh, the conference thing. Head to head. All right. Well, then that would be a problem. So it's that, that would have taken too much work. It would. It's it's head to head. <laughs> it's head to head. It's division record. Then I think it's common right. opponents before conference record. I'll, I'll double check okay. that, but I think that's the way it yeah, goes. Yeah, double check that because I had conference record next. Yeah. And if it's conference record, the Cowboys would be at six and six, and both the Giants and Washington would be five and seven if that scenario Which played out. Which is why I so. said what I said originally. I'd feel a lot better about this victory had the other two teams lost, yep. but they didn't lose. And uh, especially Washington. As I wrote, basically the win gives the Cowboys a stay of elimination. Yeah, that's that lateral step I was talking about. And by the way, tell me when they went into the fourth quarter and it's 20 to 7, you were feeling really good about this team dominating the rest of the way, right? I well, was, I, let me I ask was you this. They're waiting for the next shoe for, to fall. Forget. Me forget too, 20, forget <laughs> 20 to 7. How about when Samaje Pirine runs into the end zone? Exactly. And it was a, it's about to be 20 to 14, if not for that flag uh, yes. laying on the ground back there. Well, he kind of ripped his jersey and, off. And I, I would that. call that, I would call that, that was a legitimate call, yeah. I think. It yeah. wasn't. I, but if they didn't make the call, phantom type of flag. I think that was no, no. a legitimate call. Yeah, yeah I, I'm not saying it's not a legitimate call, but they could have just as easily not called it too. That's true, and, and that's what we've been accustomed to with our pandemic. That's right. That's because it wasn't a, we've had all season. 
Everson, yeah. that's because it wasn't a prime time game. It was a noon game, <laughs> and so the Cowboys, the Cowboys weren't going to get screwed on calls in a noon game at Cincinnati. They're, they're just fine there. No one cares. Low, <laughs> right. low priority. Yeah. <laughs> Look. So, Mickey, what's your big takeaway about this Cowboys win, though? Uh, it's it's a win, and a win is a win, right? And uh, if uh, Mike McCarthy's goal is to sweep the final four games, you couldn't have done that without winning the first of the four games. So at least they have that little carrot to dangle among themselves uh, to see if they can finish this season strong with a little bit of momentum going into the offseason. But, you know, look, the defense, they got the turnovers. I got it. They got the takeaways, right? But look at the drives, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, their, their offense, I think, was ranked 29th, 30th, something like that. They drive 53 yards, it ends in a fumble. They drive 55 yards, ends in a fumble. 77 yards in a touchdown, and then 80 yards, and they're stopped on fourth down at the 10-yard line. So it wasn't like this was, you know, I know it's only seven points, but I think you got to take it with a grain of salt considering how well Cincinnati moved the ball with a backup quarterback who, who couldn't hit the side of a barn with a pass uh, as many <laughs> wide open guys he missed and they ran for a hundred another hundred yards against the Cowboys so yeah it's a good win I get it but I, I, I just got to think you got to put it in perspective you know what this reminds me of last year when the Cowboys started off so strong against some of the weaker teams in the NFL. And even at that time, we, and I know I, I had pause in regards to, yes, we're winning the games, but uh, remember this, the second but, uh, butt fumble that we've had by running back in the past two years that we've gone up against. I remember against the Dolphins, they were moving the ball on us last year and they were horrible last year. We blew them out. But early on in the first half, they were driving on us. And uh, the running back runs right into the back of his offensive lineman. He fumbles the ball. And that saved us from making that game even tighter at the end of the first half. And I told you guys, I said, even though we're winning, I don't like the way our defense is playing. We haven't really stopped anyone. I think we were relying to live off of our, or feed off of our offense. I think that's what we're still doing right now because as you look at those drives that you mentioned, Spags, all of them, they were running the ball right down our throats. They were still running the ball on those three downs right down our throats. I don't feel any better about our run defense than it, right now than I did before the game. It's still the same feeling. If anyone wants to come in here out of our remaining three opponents, they still will feel extremely comfortable about, they don't even have to make one pass. They could just run the ball on us for the entire game if they choose to. I but, still have that fear. So you, And by the way, taking it back to that, that possession that, Mickey, you were talking about to where it was 20-7 to 7 and then Pirine goes in, a 13-yard run, gets called back holding. Well, now you're, they're set back. They were only set back to the 20-yard line. They threw it to Pirine for five. And so now you got second and, and 12 at the 15. I would have given it to Pirine two more times there. Again. Yeah, and and they wound up throwing the ball twice, 
And but if if I'm in Cincinnati and I want to win, I don't you know I don't know that Cincinnati wanted to win the game. Maybe they didn't. Uh, <laughs> but if you want to win the game, just and, and if you've scouted the Cowboys, give it to P. Ryan or Williams or Bernard or one of them, and and just try to run your way because they could have got a first down even uh, before scoring a touchdown. Yeah. So are you telling me that they might be taking the game so they can get Lawrence from Clemson? And they already have girls from LSU. No, 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 they're not. They're not. I, I was going to say. No, no. How, many in fact, quarter, how many first round quarterbacks do you need? And they and they already have a two and a half game lead, or, or they're behind by two and a half games to the Jets in that race uh, anyway. So, yeah, it's hard to be that. It's well, hard maybe, to be that maybe, bad. maybe, maybe the Bengals, thing. maybe the Bengals saw who the Cowboys had playing cornerback at that point of the game. <laughs> Are you That's kidding true me? Too. You you lose your two starters. You're already down digs, and then you lose those two guys in the game. And at one point, you're playing with Burton, Deontay Burton, and Chris Restry taking his first snaps in the National Football League. Right? It's like <laughs> get in there, Chris. Go ahead. AJ Green might lay in, line up right in front of you. And by the way, you mentioned how about that. Giving them, how about giving him some help? How about giving well, him some help? Well, they were. That's why. How about, that's why how about let's double green on this play? Well, they should have actually, doubled Mickey, the whole game. Actually, Mickey, on that uh, on that first and 17 uh, pass to Piran, Westry got hurt on that play. Yes, so he, he was did. out of there. And he walked off, right? <laughs> and they had to bring, I think they uh-huh. brought in Savian Smith back with a broken bone in his hand. <laughs> you mentioned the Dolphins game. I saw game. Robinson go down, but thank God he came back in as yeah, well. You mentioned the Dolphins game yeah. last year. That's the last time the Cowboys had uh, held an appoint, opponent to less than 10 points in a game, by the way. So this was the first time since that game. So 20, I think I counted 29 games it's been since they've been able Damn. to do that. Um, and, and so, yeah. I just I don't know. It's a win. I get it. It's a nice win for Andy Dalton to do what he did. Uh, but uh, as I said, he got showered with water as he came into the into the locker room after the game. But let's not confuse that with champagne, okay? Mm-mm. Let's not do that. I I enjoyed watching it, but. Like I said, Spat, it was an emptiness as I watched the game. I didn't feel excited about our opportunities because we didn't improve our position. And that's what, that's what I wanted yesterday to be. I want to improve our position by gaining some leverage on these guys. And, man, they, let's just face it, the NFC East is stepping up. And, you know, and, and thank God for the reputation of the NFC East, but it's not doing well. For the Cowboys and, and even the Eagles at this point. Really. Well, let's let's look at it this way. They they ended they ended Pittsburgh's uh, unbeaten streak, right? And then the Saints had won nine straight, and they ended that. So go figure. And, and it, whatever Seattle and, and had the week going, before, the Giants ended that. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so the NFC East here in the last uh, two weeks has knocked off three division leaders. Yeah, and so I, that, that's the other thing. I wanted, I wanted us to be one of those teams. Why couldn't we be one of those teams to go ahead and finish your task? We had that opportunity when we played Pittsburgh, and that's what gives me pause. The NFC East is stepping up, but the Cowboys are still going sideways. 
Okay, I don't know if it still feels like a victory Monday or not, but we'll see. <laughs> Here I was. I'm all I'm fired sorry, up. Bill. It's victory I'm Monday. <laughs> and then both Mickey and Everson have brought down the room. So here we are. We're four and nine again, and we continue um, with more mixed shots. We'll so- find out something else we can be bummed about away. when we come back on mixed shots in just a moment. <laughs> hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery, Cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery today. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Grab some OtterBox gear and get ready for hanging with the boys. From rugged venture coolers to tough-as-nails elevation tumblers, we've got what you need to keep your game day drinks frosty and your football feast ice cold. And with cases, screen protectors, and power accessories, you can defend your phone and stay connected to every play. Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game. That's OtterBox.com. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Back, back, back to You can now support your beloved Cowboys from anywhere. Open up AT&T's Fan Zone feature inside the Cowboys app and record your personal cheer and referee signals. You'll receive a personalized mosaic and may show up on the AT&T Live FX video board during the game. The Cowboys are back home on Sunday. In fact, the next two Sundays, taking on San Francisco at noon this week, and then the following Sunday, which, believe it or not, that'll be two days after Christmas, the uh, home uh, regular season finale against Philadelphia, which is a 325 uh, kickoff. Christmas is like, it's like 11 days away. Every day is the same to me. Yeah, I'm sorry. me too. Uh-huh. It's just, it's just been running together. I, I forgot all about Thanksgiving, man. I'm still trying to remember what I did then. It's just you watch so the Cowboys. Unusual. You watched a fake punt on Thanksgiving. <laughs> is what you did ever since. That's right. I've tried to put that out of my mind. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know what? One of my takes from watching NFL games though yesterday, and, and it kind of gets back to what you're talking about, Everson, about the Steelers. There, how many good teams? I mean, really good teams are there in this league? I got, I got one. I got two. I got two. Okay, I got Kansas City. 
Yeah. And, Who's and your Buffalo. second one? I got Buffalo. And Buffalo. They've impressed yeah. me. Okay. I was waiting for them to be inconsistent last night. Right. But to show that kind of consistency against two very good teams who had something to prove against them. You know, it's not just that you win a game. It's the circumstances around the game. And the circumstances around both of those last two Buffalo games, they bowled heavily to me against Buffalo. And they came in and and did business. They did their work that they had to do. Uh, And that's consistent in how they did it. Yeah, and, 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 and the Saints, too. You know, I, and I know when you win that many games, you're due to lose one. Uh, and all this talk about well, Taysom Hill and, oh, well, Drew Brees is back. I don't know. He, he may be the backup. And I'm going, yeah, that, that argument ended yesterday because I, I thought that he had some plays that were pretty shaky, missed some things that he shouldn't mm-hmm. have missed. Yeah. Uh, so, yep. yeah, so now you got the Saints. And, and then, I mean – who else? Who else in, in in the NFC? I mean, who who you fired up about? I guess the Packers, maybe, but they've showed that they're susceptible. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, you look. The bottom line is, if you can play defense, you can survive. That's how Kansas City survived, right? They played well defensively. They they were stinking it up on and offense. It's not, it, it, it's, it's not just um, how well you play. It's the plays that you make exactly. at the most important, critical times in the ball game, And that comes from experience. That's not some rookie that's lucking himself up into a play. No, this is by design that they understand what the opposition is trying to do. And as veterans mm-hmm. who have made plays before, this is my time to step up and do it again for this team because that's what we're accustomed to doing. That's why I feel comfortable about Kansas City. Buffalo is kind of new to this, but but the last two weeks, once again, they stepped up every time they needed to make a play. There was no luck. There was no phantom call. You know, there was, oh, man, if it wasn't for that call, we wouldn't have. No, they have had it. They had their destiny in their own hands, and they performed in that manner. But, but, it's, uh, but Mahomes puts Kansas City yeah. head and shoulders above everybody else. Yeah, I, I just would his agree playmaking with that. ability. You know what? The, here's another yeah. thing. I and they didn't need this to win. The Cowboys scored 30 points. Do you realize that they haven't won a game this year unless they've scored at least 30 points? <laughs> All four wins. What does that say? All four wins. 40, what 37, 31, and 30. And if I remember last year, I I think all their wins were by they had to score 30 points. I need to double check. That's right. I think so. That would be 12 for 12 on their last 12 wins that they scored 30. Mm. So, so how how many times have we scored 30 overall and lost this season? Just period. Overall, how many times have we scored 30? Well, let me tell you, four. Because that 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 would let you know that even when we we don't win every time we score 30, you know we just we have to come out with the 30 spot just to survive. Well, we had three in a row where we where uh, we had thirty or more and lost two two more. Yeah, actually, two in a, yeah, actually two, two in a row. Yeah, two back in Seattle. September. They lost to Seattle 38-31. Then they lost to Cleveland forty nine thirty eight. Right. Now, since Dak went down until yesterday, uh, the Cowboys had given up the most points. 
defensively, and they had scored the fewest points offensively. That is not a recipe for winning very many games. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we'll see with San Francisco. You know, the, the other thing, though, on – You know, they, the other like, thing on, they uh, like to this, run the ball, by the way. That's why yes, I'm nervous, do. guys. That's yes, why that's... I am I'm not happy about this – necessarily happy about this win – because everyone we play from here on, and, you know, this is a, the, uh, the brother with the weirdest name of any black man I've ever heard in my life. We got the last name, Mostert. <laughs> Mostert. Is that his name? Yes. Right? Yes. I mean, come on, man. That's a, a unique name. And that brother lives up to it. Because until he, you know, got hurt, he's, he's just like Jones for, for uh, the Packers. He runs downhill all the time, and that's exactly what the Cowboys don't need. He's another Delvin Cook that comes in, and he is hell-bent on going forward. Forget lateral, forget backwards. He's no Barry Sanders. They are going forward. And if there's any daylight there, they're going to hit it, and they're going to split it. So that's what makes me nervous about this guy and their, their, their entire uh, uh, um, remedy for winning is totally what we don't play well at all, and that is to run, 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 and run. I'm very nervous about this. You know what scares me about any running back going up against the Cowboys? If they've got two legs and two feet, then they they scare me. (laughs) And then then how about a a quarterback that can run? Because, you know, I think Jalen Hurts likes to run with the ball. Although they did get... And some design runs. They did get an 82-yard touchdown run, right? That was the difference. They got Miles Sanders back, too. It it was Sanders. That's right. It was Sanders, right? It was. 82 yards untouched, by the way. I saw that, yeah. Mm. Deja vu. That was deja vu for us. I'm glad it happened to somebody else. Mm. All right, so with what's going on with New Orleans with their backup quarterback situation – all right, you've seen Andy Dalton now two straight games where he's been very efficient, crisp, okay? What, what do you think the future holds for Andy Dalton uh, for next season? You know, I, I was, I, we were talking about that when I did my fan segment, and I didn't have time to kind of look at who needs a starting quarterback, a starting quarterback, um, without drafting one of those guys in the first couple picks of the draft. Um, so, you know, I if, if somebody – look, I think he's done enough to convince the Cowboys that if he wants to stay, you keep him as your backup quarterback. Absolutely no doubt about it. Now, is there a starting job for him out there? That part, uh, I don't know. I don't know what everybody else is looking for, unless one of these teams that might draft a, a guy with the first pick or the second pick, third pick, you know, they want a, a, a placeholder until that guy's ready to play, then maybe Dalton fits that bill. Uh, but I would have to look at each individual team to see who's got what going forward. And if you're another I, I, NFL team, do you want Andy Dalton or Carson Wentz as your starting quarterback? I would go. I'd go with Andy Dalton, only because right now Carson Wentz's head is totally screwed up. It's tough coming off of such futility that uh, Philadelphia has had offensively. All of that pressure has been on him. 
I don't know what has happened between last year and this year, of course, the pandemic, but a lot more sacks. He has his his uh, his competence has gone downhill. Seems like ever since 2017 after that great year that he had. And as far as Dalton is concerned, to me, as far as Dalton is concerned, he's he's set to be another Nick Foles. You know, glad to have him. You know, glad to have him for a backup position. Be be comfortable to start him at any time. But I'd rather go with my more proven, maybe even younger quarterback. Uh, and that seems to be the way he's going to be looked at in the NFL. And let's be real, guys. You don't know what's going to happen with Dak. I mean, we got all kind of confidence in his his uh, 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 want to, his motivation. But we don't know what's going to happen with Dak when he comes back. There could be still contract problems. This is an extremely unique situation. So as far as I'm concerned, I think Dalton should stay where he is until we figure out what the heck is going on with Dak Prescott. I second All right, the motion. we continue... All right, we continue with more mix shots in just a moment. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. To mixed shots. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys this Sunday when they take on the San Francisco 49ers at AT&T Stadium. A limited number of tickets are on sale now. Get yours today at DallasCowboys.com slash tickets. Hey, like that. Dallas, 
Mickey, give us some background on this song right here. What song are you playing, Bill? <laughs> Dallas, Dallas Cowboys. We are the Cowboys. <laughs> hey, that sounds like a Starsky and Hutch uh, intro. All right. That would be... The great Charlie Pride, right, Mickey? I was, trying, hey! I was trying to find the year that he wrote that in about the Cowboys. And it's, you know what? It's like a three-minute song, too, by the way. It goes on and on and on about how great the Cowboys are. I can keep are. it going if you want me to. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Let, let's not. I love old Charlie. I love Charlie, but let's not. No. Yeah, but uh, Charlie passed away over the weekend, and what a great man uh, Charlie Pride was. Uh, 86 years old, and of course he hung out at uh, Ranger Spring Training every year for about 40 years, maybe longer than that. And uh, and I had forgotten Mickey until you uh, sent me the the clip uh, about the the cowboy song that Charlie, I assume he wrote and sang it. I'm not sure. Yes, he he did, and I had forgotten that he had played ball in the Negro League. Uh, and, That's right. And, and he was thinking he was the next Willie Mays. I saw an interview with him. It was pretty good. <laughs> it was good. I've seen that interview, Spags. He's he speaks of that. Uh, he spoke of that all the time. I guess you got Spags. You may know um, his niece was married to Anthony Dickerson. Hmm. Oh, from SMU, the, the uh, linebacker. Yeah. linebacker. Yes. Yeah, so. You know how it is. You got the, the, the wives have their cliques. And so she was part of the, 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 the clique with uh, Sherelle and Ron Spring's wife, Adrian. Uh, at that time, Dorset's girlfriend name was Kim as well. So that's their that's their little clique. They're still hanging out together all the time. So it uh, kind of hit us at a personal level in regards to uh, uh, Charlie Pride uh, passing on. So... We sent our condolences to uh, uh, Kim, uh, his his niece, and uh, that entire family. So yeah, it was. You're talking about a trailblazer, guys. I mean, we talk about the Negro League and things of that nature, but being an African American in country music, you had to have a lot of balls, right. and you had to be damn good to stay in that genre, and never any controversy. He was always well liked. I'm sure he went up against his racism in that, in that uh, arena, but it never bothered him. You would never know that he had any negative moments in his life. Always upbeat, always positive, and that passed on to his sisters and also uh, to the rest of his family. You know, I also read that when he first got popular in country music and people didn't realize it was a black man, right? They wouldn't. That's right. They wouldn't put. They wouldn't on the face of his albums. They wouldn't put his. He wouldn't. It wouldn't be a picture of him because they didn't want anybody to know that he was black. They That's figured crazy. it would increase sales. Yeah. Go figure, right? Had an amazing, an amazing, amazing, soothing voice, perfect for country and western singing. Hey, by mm -hmm. the way, I'm going to go back to the question you asked about Carson Wentz that he might be available. Yeah, you know, I, I keep see, uh, seeing yep. these stories, and they talked about it on pregame, postgame shows yesterday. Does anybody realize that if 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 the Eagles trade him, 
they will incur $59 million of dead money. $59 million. Whoa. Wow. Now, for the trading team, they So that report some, that I saw on the NF, that, that report on the NFL network I saw earlier this morning that it wouldn't really impact them salary cap wise know. wasn't I just, true? I just looked up what the what the the salary cap charge would be and it said fifty-nine million dollars. Uh, now after this year it goes down uh, and, and it, it would be more palatable. But but his base salary, he's got a uh, He's got a $10 million roster bonus, but the base salary is $15 million this year. So, you know, if you only had to pay the roster bonus, I mean the base salary, yeah, you do that for a starting quarterback. But I don't know about the Eagles incurring that much in dead money. Mm-hmm. You, you might know, have to keep I, him I if, even if he's the backup. I, that's what I was going to say, Spags. I would not be mad at them if they ended up doing that. I mean, this guy is a, to me, and I've always told you about how I admired his style, his grit, and, and everything that goes on with him. The way he fought last year, that was just amazing with a team that was just really pasted together. I kind of admire that whole franchise and the way uh, Peterson handled that. So that relationship to me, I think that kind of respect that he has garnered from his teammates, from that organization, I wouldn't be mad about keeping him as a backup because we don't know what Hurts is going to do on a consistent level. It's kind of like Fitzpatrick with Tua. You have to have that soothing backup guy for, for your young, young stud just in case things start to go wrong. Then you can have the veteran come in and ease things just a little bit. Okay, okay, Mickey, I looked it up. Uh, if he's a post, if they designated him as a post June 1st next year, right, uh, it would be a 30, $35 million cap hit. Yeah, but then and the so rest I guess is the an, way the, the rest is next year, then the year after. Uh, it looks like $9 million. It would be. Uh, it, Looks like nine million, nine million, nine million for ensuing years. Well, let's put it this way: if, this if, right. if they got rid of him in twenty before twenty twenty-two. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. Not, they got an out after twenty twenty-two, and it would cost them twenty-four million in dead money. So you can you can handle all right. that. All right. But next right. year, it, it and I know post post June one, but the you would incur part of it and then the rest of it in 2022. It's still going to amount to $59 million one way or another. So anyway, that's so, what they're faced with. Yeah. And so the, the way they would justify anything like that is, is that you're not paying your rookie that much money. He was a second-round draft pick. Right. And so they would think that, okay, we're, we're pretending we're paying Jalen Hurts that. Having said that, I think and I appreciate what Jalen Hurts was able to do yesterday and obviously effective in leading the team and running the football and stuff, but the jury is still out on, on Jalen Hurts going forward, no too. One of the things that he did in that game that I know my fellow Oklahoma fans were saying, oh, Lord, here we go again, was the fumble in the in the last couple of minutes. There were times... Yeah. In his one year with OU, I was really intrigued by him when he came to OU. 
I loved what I saw. I was a lot like what you're saying, Everson. Um, but as I watched him as the season went along, he had issues where he would turn the ball over at inopp- inopportune times. Now, I think you can coach that out of him. And yes. I think that, that uh, he's, and he's obviously got potential. But that was the aggravating thing from a fan standpoint was there were, there were several games that were much closer than they needed to be uh, due to untimely turnovers, just like yesterday's game against the Saints all of a sudden uh, became a tight fit for Philly uh, when he had the, the fumble when they were basically just killing time. To me, though, uh, when you look at that game, uh, it was a perfect storm for him, Bill, uh, because you had a backup on the other side as well. Exactly. So, we had Taysom trying to do his thing on the other side. So once again, guys, we talk about it. Your defense has to play a major part, and not just the defense. The other two facets of the game, they have to come into play to help a young kid coming in trying to steady the ship. I'm sorry that they couldn't do it for Wentz when he was in there, but sometimes it's something about a quarterback change that can renew or revive not just the team, but even the coaches in regards to the game plan itself. Now we can do more with him, tell him to just manage the game, not try and win the game. And the defense really held things off from a powerful Saints offense. They held back Kamara. They held back this. I've never seen anybody built like, like Taysom Hill. This kid is built like just a stud. So to keep him just really in check, that really helped that perfect storm for Hurts and the, the uh, Eagles offense. Yeah, because if you look at what he did, he of his 17 completions, 11 were to the running backs and tight end. Uh, now, he did run for 106 yards, by the way. Yes, uh, he did. That, that certainly yes, he helps. Did. But Philadelphia... So this Saints defense, it was ranked pretty high, right? They gave up 246 <laughs> yards rushing. 246. Only the Cowboys do stuff like that, giving up that much. You know, but but a lot of that stuff was on design quarterback runs that was unique, uh, that uh, were in – pass looks that Uh the Saints weren't prepared for. That's the other thing they're going to run into as they go forward is if they are running that kind of offense, NFL defensive coordinators are going to adjust to that and and take that away, and Hurts is going to have to beat him with with his arm eventually. I am extremely surprised that uh, the Saints didn't anticipate what kind of run, what kind of offensive game plan they were going to do? You and I knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. We knew that it was going to be run heavy. We knew it was going to be short passes. I didn't expect Hurts mm-hmm. to go down the field. So I'm just surprised the Saints, well, they allowed that to happen. But they just weren't accustomed to having to pull their offense out of the fire so many times because usually you've got Drew Brees, you've got Kamara, and that offense is clicking with also Michael Thomas. They, had, they were hesitant yesterday because you've got a new quarterback in there and, and he's not close to 40 years old and he's not close to having all those all pros and, and all the accolades that Drew, Pierce, Drew Brees is accustomed to. 
Well, and so we just uh, spent the last couple of minutes previewing what we'll be talking about next week on Mix Shots <laughs> when the Cowboys go up against Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles. In the I, meantime. <laughs> yeah, don't be overlooking the time on this. Niners, okay? That's right. <laughs> That's right. And with Dwayne Haskins starting for Washington against Seattle, there's an L. I really love what the new coach in Carolina's doing. And they can beat Washington. Philly can beat Washington. I'm going to build this thing back up. And lo and behold, we're going to make this a victory Monday nonetheless. I don't care what you two say. (laughs) Well, we're going to let you have it. Last word for Bill. (laughs) And we will talk at you again tomorrow on Reality Tuesday here on Nick Shots. (laughs) Go Cowboys! (laughs) This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?